everyone. I'm your host, April Hanna, and this is the Path 11 Podcast. Just a reminder, we are offering access to all of our archive shows, which is well over 100 hours of content, and new bonus shows such as the Virtual Book Club, Food for Thought Friday, and the Two Minute Tuesday, all for just $3.99 a month. Think about it, guys. That's less than the cost of a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Sign up for premium for just $3.99 a month. Now let's get to this week's show. Today, I am joined with Lonnie Sharp from Australia. Really excited about that. We have quite the time difference going on. We're recording yes. in the evening, <laughs> and she is getting ready for lunch, so I'm going to yeah. get ready for bed after this. But uh, Lonnie is the publisher, the published author of 18 books. She's an astrologer with 34 years experience, a witch, spellcaster, dream believer, tarot expert, healer, crystal therapist, Akashic records reader, and teacher of spiritual and historic science. Subjects. So, as you guys know, we have tons of questions for her to ask her today to talk about lots of different topics. And she lives in the exquisite tropical north of Australia and wholeheartedly believes the written word has the power to transform lives, which she aims to do through all of her work via her books, channeling, and teaching many courses. So, welcome, Lanny. Hi, April. How are you? <laughs> Great, great. So I, gosh, I, I was, you know, looking at your bio and, and reading so much stuff about you. And I said, where do I begin with this magical woman? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you start from the beginning a little bit? Um, you know, I'm going to greatly assume that you probably came into knowing much about some of your gifts and being very connected with the spiritual realm, probably at a young age. Is that correct? Very young. Uh, I am only 41 now. So um, as, as you just mentioned, I have 34 years experience as an astrologer. Um, I mean, it, that goes back to when I was around seven years old and that's where it all began. So I, uh, yeah, I developed an interest in astrology when I was um, that age and it all came about from reading the traits of my sign, which is Aquarius, but realising that I didn't actually, uh, I, I wasn't those characteristics. So I delved into it a little bit deeper and I thought, why am I so emotional? <laughs> um, Aquarians generally aren't, you know, that emotional. So I looked into it and I found out um, that my moon was in a different sign. Then I looked at the other planets and it all just seemed to fall into place. And since that day, I um, have been doing people's birth charts for them and it's a great tool for self-discovery. So that's it in a nutshell, really. <laughs> and what what is your your moon sign? Would that be considered your rising sign? No, rising sign is the... A sign that's rising on the eastern horizon at the time of your birth. Okay. So that's that's different to your moon sign. The moon sign is where the moon was um, at the exact time you were born. So the moon can be anywhere in the chart, whereas the rising sign or the ascendant sign is exactly on that eastern horizon. So uh, it, it's always in the same spot 
on the cusp of the first house. So with the moon sign, uh, yeah, that's that's a very significant part of the birth chart. And my moon sign is in, sure enough, a very emotional um, sign of Pisces. <laughs> ah. So it all just um, came together, yeah. Great. Well, and I just gained this self-understanding through exploring my birth chart. And then I decided that I would like to do that for other people as well. So as you were kind of growing up and, you know, becoming older, what was it like through your teenage years and as a young adult? Uh, the astrology or just life in general? Yeah, just kind of life in general to get you into the field of all of these different modalities. Okay, so astrology has always been there since I was seven years old. So that's been a very ongoing uh, passion. The other things that I do, such as tarot, uh, healing in in a lot of modalities, uh, crystals, and being a witch, I was actually born a witch, so that's another story. But uh, all the other um, sort of healing work that I do with people uh, that has developed over the years, and it's just just come about through branches of study, really. I've thought, oh, the Akashic records look interesting, but that that really only came about about four years ago. So I'm constantly sort of taking on new interests as well, but the astrology will always be my foundation. So, yeah, I mean, I've had a very fortunate um, easy unfolding of my spiritual sort of life and work in, in that, you know, a lot of people speak of uh, they've had uh, some epiphany or struggle or battle in their life and that's what made them see the light or awaken. I never had anything specific like that. It was more just a gradual unfolding and interest in the spiritual realm. So, yeah. Wonderful. Now you can't drop this bomb of I'm a witch and that's a, that's another story <laughs> and not tell that story. <laughs> so well, yes. Explain that. So I was born on February second, and my story, my journey of of this whole witch adventure is covered in the book Journey of a Light Worker, which is a compilation of stories from light workers all around the world, and it's published by White Light Publishing House, and they. They uh, compiled all these beautiful stories, some amazing journeys. And I thought I would submit my story, and that is that I am a born witch, and that's I was born into the light worker path, if you like. So um, I was born on February 2nd, which is a very magical day because that's a, a witch's celebration. So it celebrates in the Northern Hemisphere, celebrates the beginning of spring or sorry what do you call it oh you call it spring yep Mm -hmm. yep and in the southern hemisphere which is where I live it is a celebration holiday of the first day of or the the coming of um, autumn which is fall in your language (laughs) so uh, it's it's I was born on a magical day and I believe you know the cosmic rays uh, bestowed those uh, blessings on me and ever since then I've just known that I had something special and magical to share with the world Wonderful. so I do spells and all sorts of magical well I help others with their own 
you know, uh, inner magic as well. So they don't necessarily have to, it's not even a religion to me. It's more of a, a way of life. So, yeah. And when, when you talk about casting spells, I'm sure that there may be some people out there thinking, oh my gosh, you know, yes. what, what, what does that mean? But maybe, um, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about astrology, but while we're on the topic, I'd like you to educate our listeners a little bit more about that. So there isn't this, you know, freak, freak out reaction. Um, but I'm can sure. you explain, you know, what, sure. what spells are and the history of that and how you help people with spells? Absolutely. Um, I think there is a little bit of a, a fear factor around the word spell because people, some people might equate it with, uh, say, curses, uh, which is sort of putting an evil curse on somebody or, or making something bad happen. So it's it's not at all about that. I'm a white witch and an earth witch. The, the people that think that or that have those sort of um, associations with spellcraft and witchcraft are probably people who have identified with, say, the occult side of it or the um, uh, black magic side. I don't at all um, go into that because it's not part of who I am. I'm a light worker, so therefore I only practice uh, white witchcraft, and that is uh, using the powers of the earth, the elements, all sorts of materials like crystals and colours and um, even chakra systems, the tarot. I, I incorporate it all into my magic. And what I do, I'll give you an example of a spell, and it's it's really simple and it's something that anybody can do, so it needn't be associated with witchcraft at all. So say if you want to attract love into your life uh, or a new partner, now, what, what you can do, and it's really simple, basic, easy to use, anybody can do it or access it, and that is you could take a piece of rose quartz crystal, go out to the new moon, which is incidentally right now, um, new moon in Libra, which is a great time for relationships actually, and partnerships and unions and harmony, um, and go out to that new moon, hold your rose quartz up to it and make a wish make a love wish. Now, that's that's a little spell. <laughs> mm. And it can be as simple as that or it can be more complex. And, of course, I undertake more complex rituals as well. And, yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of things I do in, in uh, private because I am a solitary witch, so I'm not part of a group or a coven or any of that. But it's just something that's accessible to everyone and spells are a really nice way to enhance your experience. And is there any story that you'd like to share? I know, you know, in being a light worker and, um, you know, myself, in some of the work that I do with people, there are have been sessions and experiences that I've had with clients that just tend to blow my mind like wow did yeah. that really happen <laughs> and even yeah. though I believe and can be like this open-minded skeptic and always looking for more proof and and things like that that there yes. are just some things that blow me out of the water is there anything in particular or a certain story that comes to mind that you'd like to share with our listeners okay I'd have to think about that uh I I actually had an incident this or a, a scenario this morning that is uh, quite mind-blowing and that is that I am doing Acacia Records readings at the moment. So what happens is I 
I get permission from the person if somebody approaches me for a reading and I go into their Akashic Records, which as um, listeners may or may not be aware, the Akashic Realm is all to do with the, the past, present and future. So it can tell you some really profound insights about your past lives, your present self, your present journey, and your future unfolding self, and also your future lives and your potentials. So this realm is fascinating, and I am about to undertake a, a reading for somebody today, and she she mentioned to me that she... Uh, saw a, a vision of a, a squirrel in, in her dream last night and it really stood out for her. So she thought to mention it to me. And then I recalled that the first thing that I heard when I switched on the TV this morning, and keep in mind that we don't get squirrels in Australia, so it's not a very common um, sort of word that gets thrown around. The first words that came on the TV were, I don't want to be a squirrel anymore. And I thought that that was such an amazing, striking coincidence that I I told this lady that that I mean she she mentioned squirrel and she thought it was interesting. Then I said that's really funny because that was the first word I heard when I turned on the TV this morning. So I don't know what that means for her records, um, and I'll find out when I do the reading later today. But there are some really I don't believe in coincidences. So what you just said before um, about how some some things may blow your mind and and there are certain things that that happen that you think wow you know that's that's amazing, but I think that everything is meant to be, and that we can take signs and symbols and meanings from everything that happens to us. Yeah, so it, it's a a very yeah, and the reason I don't believe in coincidence is because I think that we're all born with a soul plan and that everything that happens to us, every person that crosses our paths and every experience we have is is unfolding as part of that grand scheme of things. Does that make sense? It does. What are your thoughts about free will with that, if, if you believe that there's yeah. this plan that's unfolding? That's an interesting question. And so... That brings me to my astrology readings and also my Akashic Records readings is that, for example, if I see something adverse happening in somebody's near or immediate future, for example, if I sense a violent incident that will happen to them, it, it's around um, ethical sort of discernment as well. So I choose how I phrase things or I don't divulge that information to the recipient. So what the reason I there's certain information that I won't pass on is because of what exactly what you just said, that free will, it can affect somebody's free will. So if I tell somebody, hey, your readings told me, conveyed the message that you will have a serious accident in eight weeks, that person, that will affect that person's free will. So they won't get in a car for eight weeks, for example, to avert that disaster, if, if you know what I mean. So mm, therefore, yeah. I am not going to interfere with anybody's fate or free will by divulging information that might affect their decisions. And in the same with astrology charts, if, if I, uh, there's a certain part of the chart 
uh, everybody's chart that can tell you the conditions that you will encounter at the end of your life. It won't tell you how you will die, but it will tell you the conditions. And uh, yes, so I mean, there's certain people that I will reveal that information to, but I have to make sure they're receptive to receiving it. And if they're not, then I won't. But most people are pretty curious about that. Yeah. I <laughs> so bet. therefore, I think you know, in our lives, there's a. I I think it's more about uh, a soul plan that's already laid out. It already exists in the records, in your personal records. Everything already exists because there is no time. It's all an eternal uh, continuum, really. Uh, so in a sense, our future already exists, and it's a very difficult concept for for most people to grasp but if you can enter that dimension and feel it then you can really assist others with that insight now some of the questions that i have about astrology i've had my birth chart read a couple of times and i also um had my chart read by a vedic astrologist which was a little bit different and very similar, you know, a lot of the same themes, some things that I have heard before. But the one thing that I always wondered was, I I just found it amazing about what they were able to tell me just by looking at these planets. And it was so accurate. And there was a part of me thinking, more with the Vedic astrology, that there were some things that just felt like, not that I was doomed for, but there there yeah. wasn't some great stuff there. I think it was Raikou or something like that was in the house of something that made a situation oh. for me very difficult. And so I always wondered, well, gosh, is there any way to work with the planets if there is disruption or difficulty? Or is this just going to be the story because the planets have this much influence and this is the plan? Yes, yes, I, I understand. Okay, so that, that's where fate and free will comes into it. I think astrology um, informs, but it doesn't compel. So therefore, it will give you the tools for self-knowledge, self-discovery, self-awareness, but it, it doesn't sort of um, compel you to do anything about that. All it does is open you up to possibilities. What you do with that information is entirely up to you. I mean, I can tell you that the 12th house of the birth chart is tells you a lot about your karma and it will tell you a lot about the lessons that you have to learn in this life. Another, uh, and that's a very simplistic way of putting it, another very uh, good example around what you were just asking about is the Saturn return. So, everybody experiences their first Saturn return at the age of between 28 and 30. That's generally a time of a little bit of crisis, a little bit of um, transition in in one's life. You know, you might be getting married, you might be having your first child, you might be, um, you know, making a, a completely new direction in your life. You're going to experience some sort of turmoil around that. Generally, most people do. So what I say about that, and that's where the fate or free will comes into it, is that this is part of your soul plan. So therefore, Saturn is the reality tester. So it'll give you a kick in the pants, but it can also be your greatest teacher. So I think that's where the fate and free will come into it. So you're fated to experience that Saturn return and and, and those lessons that it will bring. But if what you do with those lessons it can really teach you um, 
you know, some great lessons as well. So it's it's pretty it's, – it's a balance of both in life, I think. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because around that time in my life, I personally was going through a divorce, and I remember okay. – um, speaking to one of my healers and that she had mentioned, I could never remember the planet and what it was, but she had oh. said, Oh, Saturn. So it must've been Saturn. Saturn is moving, you know, I think yes. out and or returning or whatever it is that it does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember her saying that, you know, asking me my age and I find it interesting because in my oh. practice uh, of also being a mental health therapist, I have, many people between the ages of 28 and 30 coming in. There's a lot of personal crisis that goes yes. on. Yeah. Yes. And that bit of information for me personally, when I was going through that, you know, it was just one of those seeds that was planted that I held on to and remembered. And I usually share that information, even though I'm not an astrologist, obviously, but yes. you know, I tell yeah. them that story of something's moving with a certain planet. That's, that's what I was told, but that's right. And it offers hope. Uh, if you if you know what's going on, and, and that's where astrology is a great tool for self-awareness, if you can know what's going on in your life and why it might be happening, you, you can go about, uh, you know, resolving it. But if you don't understand what the conflict, you know, why it's happening to you, uh, it, it, can, it can be a really challenging time. So it was funny you just said about divorce, actually, because I was going to say that, but I held back because... I thought, hang on, most people haven't even been married one or two years by that point <laughs> of the age of 28, this day and age. But I was going to mention that, so that's funny that you said that about um, how I was going to say some people are beginning or ending a relation, a very significant relationship at that time too. I remember it was at that time of my life that I was um, going through that the Saturn return crisis. And yeah, I had a similar situation. It wasn't a divorce, but it was a very big time of, of deep transition. And I, I did understand at the time because I'm an astrologer. So I thought, okay, this is giving me some great insight. So I didn't uh, cling on to it or, or get too disturbed by it. So that's where astrology can really help you and guide you. Yes, I found Keep it, it in very, perspective. very helpful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's when you had your chart done. Yeah, I think it was mm. right around that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right. it brought a lot, of, a lot of knowledge, a lot of understanding, um, you know, just helped with the transition quite a bit yes. and uh, put things into perspective. That's great. Yeah. So, so it became your teacher rather than your uh, challenger. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, these wonderful books that you've created for each sign. I okay. have to say that um, I, you, know, you were able to send me over three samples. And funny enough, I went to the Sagittarius one. And I also okay. saw that that happened to be your dad, your dad's sign. Yes. Um, and I went to Sagittarius because my birth, my birth sign is in Aries. And I'm a Leo rising. I have a lot of fire. Wonderful. Um, and my moon my might actually, <laughs> yeah, my moon might be in Aries too. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. But I know that I have a lot of different things also in Aries. But I went to Sagittarius because I knew it was a fire sign. Yeah. 
And I know that they say in astrology that Aries and Sagittarius are pretty good with compatibility. And some of my best friends um, are Sagittarius and we just like love to travel together and we always have a great, great time when we're together. So I went to Sagittarius and I have to say that, um, wow, what an in-depth book you have on each sign. Oh, thank you. And I am just fascinated to know what your process is of going through. And you just give the reader so much information. I mean, each of each of the signs books are right around 300 pages. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've got Aries here with me now. I'll just check how, because I didn't send you that one. Right. That's 312 pages. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, they're very comprehensive. Yeah. And how, how did you... I mean, you do a wonderful job in the first 15 pages of really describing the history of astrology, the background, um, you know, being in mental health. I found the Carl Jung story very interesting and yes. and great to read. Um, but, you know, it's like you give so much wonderful uh, education about the sign, the element, um, different things about different houses, uh, rituals that you can do. Um, what else as we get further down lucky places gems and crystals your lucky numbers your lucky day your lucky charm (laughs) medals I mean it just goes on and on it's probably one of the most comprehensive books that I've seen dedicated to each sign so oh thank you great yeah great job um and I mean and I'm sure it's over this length of time that you've dedicated to astrology, you know, being six years old, 34 years of experience, yeah. but how, how did you collect all of this information on all of the signs and be able to organize it in the way that you did? Yeah, well, that's a good question because it did take me uh, about probably two and a half years to write the 12 books and a lot of intensive study and research a lot of it's based on my own intuitive faculties, like, um, you know, I'd just draw out what I intuitively knew about each sign. Um, just a lot of research and study, really. And uh, I just found that I learned so much through writing these books. That And that's actually brings me back to the beginning of our conversation when you asked about other things that I do uh, and how they've all come about. A lot of those side interests like tarot and, I mean, I've always been interested in tarot, but I'd never explored it in depth until I wrote these books. And that actually became a side interest because I was, for each sign, uh, I, I give you two to three special tarot cards that resonate with that sign. So I explored the whole major arcana of the tarot in in such depth and um so what ended up happening is that became a bit of a side project and I thought hey I'd love to write a book on the tarot now so I've done that as well I've just had that recently published but yes it's just taken me probably two and a half years and I was only I only had about two days a week to do it (laughs) because my little one was just a baby at the time so it was quite quite hard to find the time but when I did find the time I really sat down and and focused on it and just absolutely loved it loved the process 
Yeah, it's really great. And I think the the nice thing that really shines through too is, you know, I've, when I I would really love to learn more about astrology because I just find it personally fascinating and would love to take some courses in it. So I've grabbed a couple of books here and there, you know, throughout my journey and they've been more like astrology 101 uh, (laughs) books, but but what I really think is different about yours is that you are that light worker. And I love the intuitive, um, pieces that you put in there from your experience and just that intuition of what you've come to know through your own learning and probably doing readings for many different people of different signs and putting that in, which I think and feel really makes your work very different than other books that I've seen. Thank you. Well, I was hoping that they would come across as really unique because I read this uh, saying once and it said, if you can't find the book that you want to read, write it. So what happened around that was, and that's how this whole journey of writing these 12 books began, is that I was looking everywhere for for lucky things for each sign, like say lucky numbers, lucky crystals, just, you know, that sort of good fortune stuff. Everybody wants an increase of good fortune in their lives. I mean, if you don't, then there must be something wrong because it's a universal sort of human um, need, if you like. So what I did was I looked through every shop in the world. I've been overseas, you know, and I've I've searched for this all my life, all my, you know, um, adult life. And Finally, one day I sat down and I thought, okay, the search has been fruitless. So do you know what I'll do now? I'm going to sit down and write those books. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they are one of a kind in that I haven't – I don't know if there's any others out there that are the same because, like you said, uh, most astrology books are just a one-on-one study guide – 101, sorry um, – or astrology for dummies, or it just covers all the planets and all the signs and their characteristics. So they're pretty garden variety, most of them. Some have some heart and soul behind them, like Linda Goodman, her books are great. But again, they cover all the signs. I wanted to do something individually for each sign. Because most people, you will find, don't really want to read about the other 11 right. signs <laughs> they're only interested in their own um you know sign and that that is completely natural and normal so that's what i thought i would do just appeal to that market that is looking for something just about their own sign and um yeah a very individual book yeah personalized yeah Right. And I'd like to shift gears just a little bit. I didn't get a chance to actually read it because I know it's a new book that's coming out that was picked up by Balboa Press. But you do have this new book, 99.9 Ways to Create Wild Abundance and Exquisite Prosperity. And I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk about this newest book that's coming out. Is it out already? It is. It is. It was published in uh, May. Okay. And it is... I I just absolutely loved writing that book too. And that book took me four years to write. And that, again, it's based on a lot of uh, study, research, but also intuition. Um, And and basically it it came at a time in my life, all these sort of ideas for that, those 99.9 tips. There are actually 101 tips. And the reason for that is because there's a zero and there's a 99.9, so that makes it 101, <laughs> technically speaking. Um, so the, the thing with that book is that, again, I was looking for a book, 
of, of that sort of nature and I, I just couldn't find it. And I've decided in life that basically I have to write all the books that I'm looking for <laughs> and hopefully others will connect with them and, and resonate with them and take some powerful uh, tips and, and lessons out of them. And that's what I really hope to do is to shed some light on how you can live a more abundant, prosperous life because, again, most people are seeking expansion in some or all areas of their life. And when I, when I say abundance and prosperity, I'm not just referring to money. I'm referring to just a flourishing of all the good stuff in life, you know, love, and it can be money, sure, um, and, and inner wealth, your inner spirit. So this book just outlines all the ways that you can live more abundantly and prosperously. Wonderful. Well, I, I love that saying. If you can't find and the book, then write it yourself. <laughs> exactly. And it also offers not only um, practical tips, but, but spiritual ones as well. So it's it's a bit of a combination of both because I realize that everybody has different ways of thinking and perceiving. So I thought if, if I'm to appeal to a wider uh, market here, like people who are interested in this but aren't necessarily spiritual, they can look at the practical tips and apply those. And then for those who are more spiritually minded, they can look at the um, spiritual tips. So I think it's got a pretty wild, uh, wild, <laughs> wide appeal. Yeah, but definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you are wild. You're a wild woman there, girl. <laughs> um, so when you do the readings, are you doing these via Skype or all of your sessions in person? Because some of us don't live in Australia, and I'd like our listeners to know, um, you know, if they feel connected here, how would they be able to contact you for some work? Okay, I don't do Skype readings and I don't, I do do in person readings, but obviously only here in Australia in my local area. Um, but I do what I offer and what, how I best express myself is through writing anyway. So when I do an Akashic Records reading, for example, I'll write up a report afterwards. So I'll do the reading in my own sacred space and time and solitude, uh, just as I do all my readings. Uh, so then I write it up afterwards and I send the person that report or email. So all of most of my work is done via distance anyway. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can still book in a reading and you will receive that report of whatever reading you've chosen uh, within a few days of having done it. So you can connect with me through my Facebook page, which is Astrology Magic or Lani Sharp author. And did you want my email address? Sure, yeah, if you'd like to, yeah, definitely give it to our listeners. Well, that transcends um, distance, doesn't it? So, <laughs> okay, my email is astrologymagic and magic with a K, so M-A-G-I-C-K, at gmail.com. And I don't have a website. Well, I do have a website, but I can't seem to sort of get it up and running at the moment. I need a bit of technical help. So, yeah. So that's yeah. a work in progress. 
you're you're a little tricky to find. Oh, <laughs> but I think that's that kind awesome. of a little magical with being a witch <laughs> and all. Um, yeah, well, but, I would say that the best way to contact me is through that astrology magic page on Facebook. I'm very active there, and also um, that page. If you go and like that page, that I'll give you lots of magical tips for your sign, and also just general magic stuff, um, and also email. So both are, are pretty accessible. Yes, wonderful. I actually liked it today. I found you. Oh, and, wonderful. <laughs> and I liked it. And, you know, thank you for posting and letting uh, your fans know and, you know, your people know that you were going to be a part of our podcast. I appreciate that. And, yes. you know, Mike and I both have to give much love to Australia because I have to say, when we uh, came out with our films, we had such a magnificent audience from Australia of people buying the DVDs when they first came out. I mean, that Australia is just a place where people just want more and more information about this stuff. So they're they're one of our biggest supporters. So, you know, I was really happy that we could also give back to, to, to some of you who are living there and hopefully help you along the way. And thank you. And thank you so much for the opportunity. It, It was really, it's a really special special moment yeah well thank you Lonnie yeah I had a great time um, interviewing you and you know I I hope that some of our listeners will feel compelled to go ahead and like your Facebook page and reach out to you for some readings I mean you do so much Um, so that's wonderful so thanks so much for being on our show thanks April and thanks for having me Well, I hope you all enjoyed that show, and don't forget to sign up for our premium service with over 100 hours of interviews, as well as our new segments such as Two Minute Tuesdays, Food for Thought Fridays, as well as the Virtual Book Club on Thursdays. All of these extra segments are only available for our premium subscribers. Visit the podcast section of our website at path11productions.com to learn more or to start your subscription for only $3.99 a month. If you're not interested in a premium subscription, you can still use our smartphone app for both Android and iPhones. Just search for Path 11 in the Google Play App Store, or if on an iPhone, look for Path 11 in the iOS App Store. Of course, you can still catch our latest five interview shows at any time by subscribing to the Path 11 podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. If you want more information about our films, visit our website, path11productions.com, to purchase DVDs or to rent and stream each film. You can also find our trilogy of films on iTunes, Amazon Prime, and Gaia.com. Catch you next time.